the Accidental Safety Pro brought to you by HSI. My name is Jill James, HSI's Chief Safety Officer. This episode was recorded live at the American Society of Safety Professionals Annual Conference 2023. I had the pleasure of asking short form questions to 20 EHS professionals who graciously shared their thoughts on their favorite part of being a safety professional, how they found their profession, advice for other professionals, their success stories, their EHS heroes, and what the future of EHS looks like to them. Dan, welcome to ASSP 2023. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. So where in the world are you from, Dan? I'm from, uh, I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. All right. Uh, we're, uh, I work for a large heavy oil and, and gas construction company, and uh, just wanted to come down here to uh, start uh, introducing myself more to, to the U.S. market for safety, as that's where we're venturing. Wonderful, wonderful. So, Dan, what's the best thing about your job? Honestly, where I've, I've been with my company for over eight years now, and I have to say it's the people I get to work with. Yeah. Um, aside from the amazing safety program we do have, mm -hmm. um, the people is all the difference in the world. Uh, without great people, you don't have a great organization. And uh, to get that buy-in from all of our leadership teams across all of our projects, across many Canadian provinces, mm -hmm. um, that's just the heart of where I'm at right now today in my safety career is just helping helping people form their buy-in and commitment to safety and with great people that's how we do it. And to be able to say that you have management buy-in is the holy grail that um, probably very few people at this conference have. It, so it, congratulations on Thank that. you exactly and, and I, I can't say enough about the teams we have that work for us to, to get us to where we're going. Yeah wonderful thank you for coming on the show Dan appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. Well, with me today, I have Linnea Miles from L'Oreal. Linnea, are you still living in Georgia, or did you make it back to New Jersey? Hello. I actually made it back to New Jersey. Back to New Jersey. Linnea's been a guest on the show before, and we're at ASSP together. And so the question for you, Linnea, is what is the best part of your job? Oh, what my goodness. Like? The best part of my job is really interacting with so many people, and it's not the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. You know, some people like doing the same thing, but yeah. I love the fact that I can do something different. I can speak to so many different people. I can talk to those who are on the shop floor in the labs, and I can also talk to the C-suite. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I love. And the other thing is that I love that I get to bring EHS at home to our employees and talk to them about oh. how can they be yeah. safe and or even environmentally friendly at home. I love that aspect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And did they bring back stories for you to say like, hey, I did this with my family? Yes. And honestly, I love that aspect about it because it brings that, wow, I really had an impact on someone. So I'll tell you this, I remember a time where we had hands-on fire signature training where people actually put out fires. Well, mm -hmm. you know, real life fires, yeah. they actually use a, a fire signature. So one of our employees said that she learned that and when she was home, she taught her, her son. Mm -hmm. And one time there was a small fire at home and her son said pass pass mom pass oh pass. my gosh oh my yes gosh. wow and she yeah. said be, because of the training yeah it really helped and it was instilled into her son and it actually helped 
put out a fire. What so a when she told story. me that story, I almost teared up. I was like, oh, my goodness. And my that's work here is done. Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah, so, that's I love, fantastic. so that's something, and that's what I love, and that's what I really enjoy about it. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming on the show, Lene. No problem. Yes. Well, my name is Scott Huberty, and I am from the uh, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I live up in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, and I am involved in safety by way of consulting mm -hmm. for a workers' comp insurance program in Minnesota for mm -hmm. contractors. So I mm -hmm. spend my day providing safety consultation, loss prevention, OSHA compliance help to companies engaged in contracting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm also involved with the Northwest chapter of ASSP. Of which I'm a member. Indeed. Good mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's, that's been a lot of fun as well. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a wonderful opportunity to get to meet people like you. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Scott, what is your favorite thing about your job? The favorite thing about my job, I would say, is the ability to interact with different people. Mm -hmm. Now, that might sound a little cliche, but mm -hmm. it truly is mm -hmm. a high point of what I get to do. Mm -hmm. In my uh, work, I meet all kinds of people, whether they're business owners to frontline carpenters, construction yeah. workers, yeah. and the ability to interact with all these different people mm -hmm. and influence them in working safely is uh, a, a real source of satisfaction. Mm -hmm. I might add to another great thing about the job is the variety. Yeah. You see so many different things yeah. and, uh, and you learn about a lot of new things too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you've also done your fair share of mentoring because I know a number of EHS people in Minnesota who um, you have been a resource for over the years. So thank you for that too. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's Indeed. Good. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're Appreciate welcome. It, Scott. Yeah, Glad to be you. here. Yeah, thanks. Hi, my name is Victor Garvey. I'm from the L.A. area. Okay. And it brought me to the ASSP here in San Antonio uh, to see the different vendors. Uh, I know some vendors that I want to visit, like the safety reports. Yeah. And uh, yeah. some of the work that they do. Wonderful, wonderful. And what industry are you in, Victor? Uh, I'm doing... I work for Site Safety, mm -hmm. and it's a company based in, in New York, but they have uh, offices and work around the country, some in the LA area, and I do generally like safety audits and support for construction companies. Wonderful, wonderful. And what's your favorite part about this job? Uh, the favorite part I like is the flexibility mm -hmm. in safety. It's uh, I work with people, it's psychology, since I have a psychology background, mm. and I also have a safety um, safety engineering background. Yeah. As well, I like that you work with technology, you work with people. Yeah. I like the flexibility. I like the hours. A, work, uh, a good work-life balance. It's great. Yeah, yeah. it's really, it's uh, it's a good balance to um, go to different areas mm -hmm. and helping helping people also. That's mm -hmm. a generally one reason yeah. I wanted to get into it. Yeah, wonderful. And how long have you been at this? Uh, I've been doing safety uh, since I had a degree in safety. I went to USC. They had a safety program in okay. 1997. Yeah. And then it was a new program to me. This was like a second career. Mm -hmm. And I've had other people help me uh, that were very um, instrumental in getting work and, and getting in the safety profession. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Victor, thank you so much for stopping by. I appreciate great. it. Great. Thank you. Have a you. great show. Oh, my name is Tim Hill. I am from Macomb, Michigan. Mm -hmm. I am the EHS manager at uh, Triumph Group, which is an aerospace industry wow. company. How many years have you been in EHS? Uh, about 13 and a half now. 
Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and what's the best thing about your job? Probably, for me, the best thing is just the fact uh, that I'm helping the people that are doing things for us, you know, yeah. um, hmm. keep them safe. Yeah. You know, they are, they are our number one asset in our company. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. not the equipment. It's, mm -hmm. it's not, you know, it's not the material or anything like that. It's actually them that are actually doing the job. Yeah. So for me, that's very rewarding. It's, so. it's what gets you out of bed every day. Every day, yeah. That's that's the one thing. No matter how bad um, things might get, um, mm -hmm. I can always look forward to being able to help somebody. And mm -hmm. you know, um, even even if it is bad, where if they get an injury or something like that, mm -hmm. um, it still allows me to at least assist them and, and get them back on the mend and back on the yeah. job again as quickly as possible. And caring for people. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you. Appreciate it. I appreciate thank it. You, thank you. Thank you. Well, welcome to the Accidental Safety Pro. What is your name, where are you from, and uh, what is your industry? Hi, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Uh, my name is Blake Dean. Um, I work in the pharmaceutical industry, and I'm out of the Austin, Texas area. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you. So what is the best thing about your job, and how long have you been at it? Yeah, so it's changed. It's morphed um, in its EHS ways, I guess, over the past 25 years mm -hmm. what I've, wow. uh, is how long I've been doing some type of safety. But, yeah. um, and to your question, the best thing about my job, that's also changed. Hmm. So early on, it was I get to take care of people. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that never changes, right? I mean, that, that stays. Yeah. But as you progress in your career, you get to the point where you learn a lot of pitfalls. And you also understand how to traverse a lot of those pitfalls. So you see the younger professionals that are stressed. Yeah. And you see the executives that want something done better, but they don't know how to get there. Yeah. So the best thing about my job currently is helping the executives understand you can get there, but what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Like EHS needs a seat at the table. Mm. You can't say it's just as important as these other groups and not give them that opportunity. Yeah. Right. Um, and then also help at the site level, mm -hmm. the site leads understand what that looks like. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll use the word preaching safety, sure. not just for your EHS person, but themselves talking to their operators about mm -hmm. doing the right thing mm -hmm. and, and, and supporting EHS that way. Mm -hmm. at, at the end of the day, EHS cannot force their way into a seat at the table. And you're helping influence it, however. I hope. That's what you're doing That's now. That's my goal. That's Absolutely. fantastic. I have great leaders, so it's a lot easier. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Absolutely. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Welcome to ASSP. Who in the world are you and where are you from? Uh, my name is Matt Miller. Um, I'm from Austin, and I work for TPR Construction uh -huh. um, locally. Um, and I've been in health and safety probably for about seven years now. Wow. I've been in construction almost a little over 25 years. Okay. Well, what advice do you have for new EHS people? I would say the number one thing is read as much as possible mm -hmm. on anything regarding environmental health and safety. Um, latch yourself on to mentors mm -hmm. to learn as much as you can. Mm -hmm. And I would say one valuable thing is whenever possible, keep your ears and eyes open as much as possible. You know, mm -hmm. that's what I tell my kids, you know, mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. I'm talking, what's the number one rule? Mouth mm -hmm. shut, ears and eyes open. Yeah. That's the number one way you're going to learn as much as po you possibly can to soak it all in. You mentioned reading. What are you reading now or what are some of your favorite things if people want to know? I mean, I, I think when you read anything, um, I'd say more than just EH, EHS. It, yeah. Read something that has to do 
with more connecting with people. Like yes. With, how to have conversations, yes. uh, how to have, how to be a leader, how to be a better listener, things yeah. like that. So not, not just the technical safety. Things. I think the technical safety stuff will come in time. Mm-hmm. It's it's based on what your company, you know, kind of they have recommendations, recommended yeah. reading. There's all kinds of stuff you can look up yeah. on Google and find out yeah. what those recommended readings are. But once you start to have more, um, you know, connectivity with people, mm-hmm. the ability for you to learn and latch onto those is going to be a lot easier to grasp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. having Learning that intuition, learning you know when to step back, when How to press, people. things like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, having the human interaction is going to be much easier for you to learn and grow. Yeah. Uh, I had to learn by the hard way, not doing that in the beginning of my construction yeah. career, but as I learned that more, I realized that when you speak, having that emotional intelligence yes. is going to want to have people be more engaged with you, and that's at right. the same time, you're going to learn from them. You that's know, right. just and that's wonderful. That's that's the number one piece of advice I get. That's so, wonderful. Thank yeah. you so much. I no, appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. I am Regina McMichael, uh, sometimes called the safety training ninja. You, uh, yeah, you fun. are the safety training ninja, yeah. and you've also been a guest on the podcast before, so thank you for coming back. You're very welcome. So tell me, um, what advice do you have for a new EHS pro? It's funny. I've been doing a lot of stuff with people lately, and um, I think the advice is it's never going to be perfect. Mm. You, you can't be perfect. Mm-hmm. You're not, you have to mm-hmm. be ready to start bending. Mm-hmm. And what I'm finding is, is that people don't grow the confidence in the profession until they've had maybe 10 or 15 years. And then they're ready to say, okay, I'm not going to battle on that today. Yeah. Okay, I can, I can band-aid this problem today and do something else. You know, yeah. Whereas when you first come out of school or you first enter the industry, you're, you're, you're literally um, paralyzed with fear. You're with like, so no, many I things. must save their life. Yeah. I must do it the right way. Yeah. And um, we need to tell these folks that, you know, learn your business, get your confidence, but know that, you know, one day it's going to be okay for yeah. you to say, I, I can't be perfect. Mm-hmm. So the en- the advice is you're not going to be perfect yep. overnight. Yep. I'm 29 years into it. How many years are, are you into it? 32. Yeah. And do we have it perfected yet? Not even a little. Me either. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) Thank you, Regina. I appreciate you being a guest. Thank you. Anthony, welcome to the Accidental Safety Pro. Thanks. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? I am from Wisconsin. Um, Been in safety basically my whole career. Uh, 23 years now at U.S. Compliance. Wow. Uh, Just, you know, working in service, product Mm -hmm. development, and now last couple of years working in business development, mm-hmm. uh, primarily with larger partners of ours in corporate accounts. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I think probably the one that jumps out at me the most, when I first started, I got the, got the opportunity to service a couple plants that were probably a little bit out of my league, we'll just mm. say. Mm-hmm. So they were assigned to me and I had to, you know, showed up, you know, best foot forward. And mm-hmm. I met my contact and my contact was MacGyver. His name was John, and he was in a, a facility in Buffalo, New York. And okay. I obviously traveled out there. Okay. Um, and we hit it off good to start, but um, obviously when you're a service person and you're in there to do a job, you have agendas, you got to stick to the agenda. So I had training plan. And my training, I think, was like lockout or some generic you know, sure. boilerplate. We have to train our employees. Yeah. So I set up like I normally would, like I was trained. I bring everybody to the classroom. I get my PowerPoint. Uh-huh. PowerPoints are boring, by the way. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and... I did my training, and at the end, I thought I did a good job because I prepped. Mm-hmm. I kind of knew the operation because I've worked in a similar plant. Anyways, mm-hmm. he comes up and says, that wasn't very good. Oh, dang. Say, yeah, so it's kind of taken back a little bit, and I said, well, how would you have done it? Mm-hmm. He goes, well, you, how can you possibly train somebody on lockout tag out if you're not actually at a piece of equipment or machine that you lock and tag out? 
Okay. Okay. So probably 22 years old when this happened to me, and I was just like, all right, well, I got to redo this somehow, rethink how I go about it. Yeah. So ironically, or coincidentally, you should say, I was at a safety conference that, that same year, and it was somebody in one of the meetings upstairs mm -hmm. explained, you know, their method of training, and they used the concept tell, show, do, test. Mm. I don't think anybody's heard that before. I have, okay. and a guest on the podcast has talked about it, and I wonder if it's the same person. Maybe. I don't know who the individual was. I was in a class. I took a picture uh -huh. on my very yeah. first version iPhone or BlackBerry, and I still have it. Yeah. And I certain trainings I still do in classroom, obviously, but the ones that I feel like I have the, the most impact is the way John wanted me to do it, was yeah. go out on the floor mm -hmm. and create a model for Yep. Telling them, yep. showing them, mm -hmm. you doing it, or yep. telling them, showing them how to do it, have them do it, and then figure out a way to validate or test. Mm -hmm. If you think about any topic, lockout, forklift, fall protection, yep. ladders, it's all that. Tell, show, do, do test. 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 Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah. There's probably mm -hmm. a couple mm -hmm. different ways to yeah. to swing it, but that mm -hmm. was uh, the one thing that stood out to me is like John saying, yeah, training was terrible. Yep. And then seeing somebody kind of say, hey, it's simpler than we're making it. Yeah. So he influenced your career. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because now I think about that whenever I have a training. I'm like, well, I know i got to do a big classroom, but let's find those authorized people that's just going to impact the most yeah. and get them out yeah. to where the fire is. That's wonderful. So that was probably the thing that changed how I approached training. And then when you're in service, I started doing that everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think it helped, you know, move me along in my professional career and gave me a different trajectory amongst my peers because I was willing to go get mm -hmm. messy and mm -hmm. comfortable get uncomfortable kind of a that's situation right. right that's our career so oh thank you that was my that was my big kind of aha moment I guess that's great advice so thank you and thank no you problem. for coming on thanks the for show. having me on you're welcome have a great show my name is Angel Romero and I'm with uh construction well, I'm in the construction industry and uh, California in California well welcome Angel thanks thank for you. being on the show thank you for yeah. having me so what advice do you have for a new EHS professional? Uh, advice I would have for new EH, uh, EHS professionals would be uh, uh, look for a mentor. Yeah. Uh, I, th I think uh, a good mentor, somebody that you can trust, somebody that you can communicate and have that two-way uh, dialogue, I think it's very important and crucial. Mm -hmm. um, I say this because of my experience. I know when I started 20 years ago, mm -hmm. um, uh, not knowing the industry and having that experience, one of the things I did was look for mentors, yeah. and um, and I've found some good people out there. There's a lot of good people that are going to be able to help you out and help you with uh, questions in the profession and, you know, where to go out and get uh, experience, service, uh, resources. Yeah. Um, but once you gain that, tr you know, that trust and you become uh, knowledgeable and experienced within your trade, I think it's also good to you know, to give back as yeah. well. Yeah. So are you mentoring people now? Yes, I you am. You are? And that's why, that's why I attend, you know, conferences. Yeah. And, uh, you know, always try to advance my career so I could help out and mentor those that I'm mentoring. Oh, that's fantastic. And do you still have a mentor yourself? Yes. I, oh, definitely. You I do? have, I have three mentors. Oh, that's fantastic. One professionally, one in safety and one, you know, overall that, you know. For get, life. Get, Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's fantastic. So it's always good. It's always good to have mentors. I think one of the you know one of the things uh, is not not get in a position where you think you know it all. Yeah. Um, I think that having a, a mentor where you could rely on and um, it's very knowledgeable. I think it's very important, mm -hmm. crucial. You know. It certainly is. Well, thank you so much for your perspective, Angel. I appreciate it. Thank and you very for much. Mentoring. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Mm -hmm.
Well, I have with me right now Chris Garza with Feather and Maine. Chris was a guest on the podcast previously, episode number 99, and he's back here at ASSP. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me uh, in your spot again. <laughs> yeah, this is so fun. So question for you, what advice do you have for new EHS professionals? So I recently took a bunch of training through an OSHA outreach center. Uh, the one that I used was University of Texas at Arlington. Okay. Uh, they have a huge OSHA training uh, log that you can take. If you take <laughs> just, if you're in general industry, you take like a, it's called an OSHA 511 class. If you're in construction, mm -hmm. a 510. Mm -hmm. And you get to meet people in that class that are already so experienced and they have yeah. just a wealth of information to give you and at yeah. the same time you learn the basics mm -hmm. of just reading the regs yep. finding the regs that you need and applying it to what you're doing yeah how to interpret and them. so somebody brand new yeah doing this i would have i would have killed to yeah. have that information when i first started out so did you spend like a week at an osha training center or how did you do it uh so i was actually able to do it online oh, at wow. night time okay it was Eight days of training. Okay. 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It's kind of rough to do after your full day of work. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I really didn't get that sleepy at it because, yeah. like I said, it was it was enlightening. Mm -hmm. It was great Engaging. to get all that experience. And I was, mm -hmm. I applied it right away. Fantastic. So for the listeners who haven't heard of the OSHA Training Institute training centers, they're geographically distributed around the United States. You, you live in Texas. You have one here in Texas. Um, I've attended the one in Chicago, and they're in, you know, anyone who's listening can just type in OSHA Training Institute and be able to find the one that's closest to them. And I guess the new news is that you can do the classes online or, or in person. Did yeah. you have the option to do in person too? You do, and their, their trainers are so experienced, um, and they will offer some at nighttime yeah. online. Okay. They'll offer some during the daytime mm -hmm. online. The daytime ones are usually only four days. Mm -hmm. And then you, you can go to an actual training center and get it in person as well. Fantastic. Great news for a new safety professional. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, welcome to the Accidental Safety Pro. Tell us your name and where are you from and what's your industry? Uh, my name is Matt Schaefer. I am uh, from just west of Cleveland, Ohio, and our industry is uh, photonics. Mm -hmm. We grow crystals and make crystals for the uh, varying amount of industries, including medical. Wow, interesting. So, Matt, you mentioned to me before we started recording, you've been at this 30 years. How did you get into the profession? Well, it's, it's, it's an interesting story in that uh, I was working in man manufacturing at the time. Uh, I was a 19-year-old kid uh, working uh, in an asphalt roofing manufacturing plant. Mm -hmm. And uh, one day we had a really bad uh, palletizer accident where a guy mm -hmm. almost lost his hand. Mm -hmm. And so I had heard through the grapevine that they were going to be hiring for the first time a safety supervisor. And, and at the time, I was very interested in that because I didn't want to be working in a factory my whole life. Yeah. And uh, so so the the HR manager started the hiring process of looking at candidates. And we all thought this one person was going to be a shoe-in for the position because he had worked as a procedure writer for the company for years. But that was a union job, and this was a union shop. Huh. Um, so I went in to the HR manager's office. I said, I, listen, I don't know anything there is to know about health and safety, but I'll learn everything there is to know 
uh, if, if you look at me. And, and so I, I did get the job, and one of the reasons I didn't get the job, or I did get the job, is because the guy who'd been with the company for 30 years didn't want it because it was a management position. So from the union perspective. So, uh -huh. so I was very lucky in that I got that opportunity um, to start in health and safety. And, and, uh, and, and I, you got to thank places like the BWC at the time, Ohio BWC, because there were just a ton of courses then where you could just learn uh, for free and and didn't cost you anything and yeah. and that was a great opportunity and and through the that state just run started insurance program journey. you're talking about what's that through the state run insurance program you're talking about where correct you got your education bureau yeah. workers competition yes. yep wonderful yep and that, it yeah. gave me an opportunity to get started and 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 figure out how to learn things and obviously 30 years of trial and error you're still learning that's uh, fantastic because so. we don't know it all that's exactly right that's right well matt thank you so much for sharing your story i well, appreciate you. it yeah. take care uh -huh. My name is Hannah Stahl. I grew up in Denmark, and I am now a safety manager under the Compass Group, under ESFM. Well, wonderful. Tell me about how you got into this profession. I was living in North Carolina, and the local fire chief came and asked if I could help with paperwork. <laughs> and within the next couple of weeks, I got a pager, and I started responding to fire calls. And oh. that was my introduction to safety and helping others. What happened after that? I mean, that's that's quite the introduction. Yeah, I um, really got involved with the whole fire service. I became a an instructor. I became a CPR instructor. Mm -hmm. I worked for the forest service. I became an EMT and just really enjoyed helping people and um, sort of like took me to and new opportunities mm -hmm. within the world of safety. Mm -hmm. And how many years now? That was back in the early 90s. Um, I'm got my CSP certification. I'm working on my master's in occupational health and safety. Congratulations. So basically, safety is everything that I do. That's wonderful. And what brought you to ASSP? Um, I was in Chicago last year and had a great time at the conference. So want to continue mm -hmm. learning and seeing what's new on the market and seeing what I can bring home to the team. Wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Thank I you much. It. Thank <laughs> you. Jay Kumar, editor-in-chief of EHS Daily Advisor. Hmm, wonderful. Jay, how did you get into that work? Uh, well, I started out as a, a journalist working at newspapers uh -huh. uh, back in the 90s and mm -hmm. kind of burned out on that and started uh, writing for a company that did uh, healthcare accreditation and safety publications mm -hmm. uh, and did that for over 20 years. And then uh, a couple of years ago, same company also owns uh, EHS Daily Advisor and kind mm -hmm. of an opening came up and I thought it'd be a, a cool challenge. So I've been doing this for a couple of years now, writing about EHS. So. Yeah. What has fascinated you most about the profession? Just like the uh, the scope of it. I mean, it covers so, you know, so much, I mean, it's every industry, right? Yeah. So it's like, there's, you know, even though like uh, some of the topics are similar to what I was writing about in healthcare, I mean, it's mm -hmm. just, uh, there's just so much to learn from, you know, talking to people and, uh, you know, one of the things I do is, like you, I do a podcast yes. called DHS on Tap. And, and I've know, been a guest on you it. You have been a guest. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, every week it's something totally different. So, mm -hmm. it's it, you know, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Well, thank you, and thank you for your contribution toward the profession. Oh, thank you. Yeah. My name is Victoria Ballard. I'm an Auburn University Ph.D. student, and I'm studying industrial and safety and 
uh, excuse me, industrial and systems engineering wow. with occupational and safety and ergonomics um, specialty. Oh my gosh. And I'm um, here at the ASSP conference with five of my colleagues who are also doctoral students. Oh my gosh. And, um, many of us this is our first time at the conference. Holy cats, that's so exciting. So what is your what are your undergrad what are your other degrees in that led you into yes, doing this? Yes, absolutely. For, yeah. So I have a bachelor's of chemical engineering from mm -hmm. University of Washington, mm -hmm. uh, specializing in systems engineering and biosystems, wow. and a master's of engineering, a civil engineering, environmental, especially water resources management oh from University of Washington as well. Okay. But uh, finding my way to Auburn has been kind of a wind and longing long path, yeah. and um, really interestingly, you know when I speak about safety yeah. and how it's it's kind of filtered through my entire life. I've had a number of different roles as a military spouse, as a wife, as an engineer mm -hmm. that have all really found safety as an integral part of that as yeah. everything from a Girl Scout leader, <laughs> a school volunteer. Yeah. And I've run uh, two of my own businesses, mm -hmm. one of them being extremely safety oriented as a horsemanship lesson business. So I Very ran, ran mm -hmm. a ranch, which is critical to keep your clientele mm -hmm. from being killed by a mm -hmm. 2000 pound animal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so really interestingly, just tying the engineering and the safety together in a way that, you know, optimizes the experience of the person in a way that yeah. they don't even realize that the safety's in there yeah. and that you're, yeah. you're, you know, having that optimum experience in a safe manner. Mm -hmm. But uh, once my husband was retired from the Air Force, mm -hmm. I was able to uh, continue my education, which brought me to Auburn, Auburn. U University okay. for my doctoral program. Oh my gosh. And I was able to find um, funding through the NIOSH uh, fellowship program. So um, they really? offer... Um, yeah, talk about that for people who are a, listening. Yeah, they're a Deep South Center. And so mm -hmm. for U.S. citizens, mm -hmm. they have a fully funded... Uh, master's and or doctoral program uh -huh. that you get your tuition waived wow. and you get a semester stipend and even travel funds to come to conferences such as ASSP. Oh my gosh. That you get it fully paid for. All and, through NIOSH. Um, all through NIOSH mm -hmm. and those benefits and you take their their uh, program classes mm -hmm. and they have everything from safety, ergonomics, human factors. Mm -hmm. I've even taken psychology classes that are related to the health health mm -hmm. you know arena which mm -hmm. a number of the sessions I've been to this you know this week have been on mental health and yes, safety mm -hmm. and it, it's so important and yeah. it's really tied everything into my education oh so. my gosh you have a unique trifecta with your background <laughs> what yes, do you hope sir. to do I am really open to a lot of different options I haven't really narrowed down I am open to staying in academia mm -hmm. and furthering my love of safety mm -hmm. and uh, excitement for that with future students mm -hmm. and continuing research. But also, I really love my manufacturing background yeah. and the possibility of being able to make a difference for workers yeah. in manufacturing. And so I'm really open to whatever, yeah. whatever God brings me in my life. Fantastic. So what do you think of your first ASSP? Right now, yeah. like third day in, I'm kind of tired. Yeah, your feet <laughs> are a little sore. Yes, uh -huh. my feet are a little sore. Uh -huh. <laughs> There's just so many amazing people. It's yeah. like this really big family. It I've is. met so many people that it seemed like they're just friends immediately. Yeah. We have this this unique connection mm -hmm. of a love of people, a love mm -hmm. of safety mm -hmm. that I've been able to network with mm -hmm. and um, share our story. I love that keynote, that first the first yeah. day that we had mm -hmm. talking about sharing that story of the day. Yeah. The power I've of the story. Practice, mm -hmm. I've been practicing mm -hmm. that 
and really managed to make some deep connections with with oh, a number of different professionals yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's very very it's yeah. been very rewarding but then the sessions too have really spoken to what i personally needed mm -hmm. in um, looking at my what my dissertation is going to be about and being able to really get some deeper understanding of some of those top topics so it's been very worthwhile. Have you decided worthwhile. on your dissertation yet? I have collected a little bit of data so far okay. and I'm going to be um, looking at how the worker is affected by technology like manufacturing workers are affected by technology that yeah. we may have good intentions of implementing in their line mm -hmm. but there may be unintended consequences on their cognitive load and their mental health yeah. and their performance and wow. quality that also affects their safety. Fantastic. And so especially if they have neurodiversity such as ADHD symptoms. Yeah. So yeah. we're using a self-report scale of symptoms mm -hmm. where they highlight what yep. symptoms they experience themselves and we're going to be comparing ADHD workers with non-ADHD symptom workers mm. and see what those differences are. Sounds like a fascinating dissertation. Thank you. You'll be presenting at ASSP soon. Oh, I hope so. That yeah. would be great. <laughs> Good luck with your career. Good luck with your education. And thank you so much for being here. And thank you for inviting me. It's an honor. You're thank welcome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, old friend, tell us your name and where you're from. I am Todd Lusheen, and I am a, an assistant professor at the University of Wisconsin Whitewater, and I'm also the Region 5 VP for ASSP. Fantastic. What is your favorite success story you'd like to share today? Well, I like to practice safety from the, the basis of work. And I had a, um, I, I was in charge of or overseeing seven different long-term care facilities in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And one of them had skyrocketed incidence rates. We're talking to the tune of 80 Holy if you've yes. ever heard of that. So eight out of 10 yes. people are getting reportable injuries each year. And what I proposed is, and I got a grant for this, is I studied the worker's perception, supervisor's perception, and management's perception and triangulated what they believed was expected for work. And because I felt that the, the bigger the discrepancy, um, the greater the chance for injury. And what it came down to is that the... Uh, the supervisors did not have enough time to assist workers and, and actually be there for them because management was requiring them to fill out so much paperwork that they weren't taking breaks, they were skipping lunch, they were working long. Mm -hmm. What I did is I redesigned the reporting system to check boxes mm -hmm. and they went from 50, 55 minutes per hour filling them out to only 15 to 20 per hour, wow. allowing them to spend that extra time out on the floor assisting. Mm -hmm. Incidence rates dropped from those 80, 80s mm -hmm per year down into the teens that is fantastic. and it it I mean and that was just and we made it so that they weren't forced to meet a certain schedule as well so that the workers could dictate when a patient or a client mm -hmm. needed more time because mm -hmm. they were getting bit kicked scratched mm -hmm. because they were rushing to meet a schedule so those two little job design changes made a big difference that's a fantastic success story thank you Todd welcome well, tell me your name, please, and where you're from, and uh, what industry do you represent? Um, my name is Melissa Roachford. I'm originally from Barbados, but I currently live in Houston, Texas, okay. and I do facility management um, industry. Yeah, and who is your EHS hero? My dad. Whoa. He was an HSE awesome. pro. Really? I actually um, kind of fell into safety. Um, 
-huh. but growing up with him and helping him with his PowerPoints and mm -hmm. just helping and seeing how his interaction with people and how yeah. people responded to him. And yeah. he was a people person. Mm -hmm. And then um, at home, I was hearing him telling me, don't do that. Why are you doing that? Yeah. That's not safe. Yeah. Well, you know, it was just huh. like it was ingrained in me um, because he loved what he did and he took it with him everywhere and hmm. it, it just stuck with me mm -hmm. and then when I kind of fell into it in, in college mm -hmm. then it was like we actually I understood his language finally so yeah. it, it kind of and you were kind of aware of it because of your dad's yeah okay when uh, you went to college uh, my yeah. dad and yeah. then it was funny it made my classes a lot easier because I <laughs> my mom's like are you cracking your book open at all I'm like not really just interviewing dad when I get home yeah basically yeah, uh -huh. and like some <laughs> of the topics in class seemed so much easier because now I was like oh it made sense what he was always all that stuff. talking about uh -huh. so it, it, it huh. was like that and so now mm. and I remember when I first started working any issues or any situations I'm like sitting there picking his brain and yeah. I never realized how much and how important that was until he passed away and I'm like man mm. I kind of missed that phone call or mm. like that insight mm -hmm. of his experience yeah. so I kind of made it a lot easier than having yeah. to um struggle and then especially as a female in HSC where yeah. it's predominantly male oriented, it having is. his perspective and his suggestions on way, yeah. ways to deal with things and how to kind of circumvent mm -hmm. a lot of those difficulties mm -hmm. as a female, it, mm -hmm. it did make my start a lot easier. Yeah. It was still challenging, but yeah. it wasn't as difficult. Yeah. I had some of my counterparts say because I could go home and vent and I, I can you hear had somebody his to point talk. of views mm -hmm. and, yeah, yeah. and how he had to deal with stuff in manufacturing and some of the difficulties he he had even as a male yeah. in HSE yeah. and how he kind of traversed it. So mm -hmm. it kind of helped me better mm -hmm. traverse it. And, and he worked in, in the manufacturing? Manufacturing plants. And he worked for, he started off in the government in Barbados doing safety for them. Wow. And back then safety wasn't that important in the Caribbean. So yeah. after he retired, he started doing a consulting business. Hmm. And so he was actually helping the turnaround in the Caribbean of hmm. getting safety and health and ergonomics and all that stuff wow. implemented. So before he passed away, that's what he was doing. He would hmm. go do consulting and help governments yeah. and different private entities mm -hmm. um, evaluate their systems and give suggestions. And I would mm -hmm. kind of help him with a lot mm -hmm. of that data and <laughs> how to do all that stuff. So yeah, so you, helped, was, you helped you with your dad's legacy. Yeah, uh, I, I worked at home and at work, so uh -huh. it was like it never got away from That's it. That's a great story. So cool. You are the second guest we've ever had on the podcast in over 100 episodes whose parent was also an, an EHS um, expert, and then their child became. And oh, wow. so you're the you're the second one. We'll have to we'll have to line you up with the with the episode with Siobhan and her mom Deborah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you don't hear that very. Everybody's like shocked when they hear that, and I'm uh -huh. like, really? I I don't even think about it that yeah. much, you know. Yeah. I'm, and you're, everybody's you're like, you're oh, rare. You, yeah, I'm there. Uh -huh. Like, you followed your dad? I'm like, no, no, no. I did not follow my dad. Uh -huh. I honestly don't know how I ended up here, uh -huh. but I like it. That's you know? wonderful. Um, it's a good career. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. You have a great one. Yeah, thanks. My name is Matt Thompson. Um, I'm the Executive Director of Occupational Safety and Health for Wellstar Health System. Uh, we're based in Marietta, Georgia, but I live in Alpharetta, Georgia. Well, welcome to Texas and ASSP. Great. So thanks for having me. Yeah. So question for you is what do you believe the future is for EHS? Well, that's a, that's a, a good question. I think that the future of EHS um, can be very bright. But I think that 
the biggest thing in my eyes is the use of artificial intelligence or AI mm. uh, technology yeah. to improve um, anywhere from ergonomics yeah. to uh, just automating inspections and using the functionality of that for uh, providing feedback to our workers in real time yeah. about how to maybe address workplace safety hazards and exposures yeah. um, versus having to come to someone like myself or our team at the hospitals, mm -hmm. um, you know, they could just use their phone mm -hmm. and say, what should I do in this situation? I think right. that would be that'd be huge for Are us. Are you using any AI now? Um, not in the area of, of occupational safety and health. Yeah. Um, we do use AI though um, on a, in a number of different ways throughout our hospital system, mm -hmm. but not currently in EHS. So there's definitely an opportunity there. Well, it sounds hopeful and good. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. All right, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. We hope you enjoyed this special episode of the Accidental Safety Pro live from ASSP 2023. If you're interested in sharing your story, we'll be doing another live recording event at the National Safety Congress and Expo on October 23rd and 24th. Mark your calendar and be sure to stop by our booth number 4339 for an opportunity to share your story. As always, thank you for listening today. And more importantly, thank you for your contribution toward the common good, making sure your workers, including your temporary workers, make it home safe every day. If you aren't subscribed and want to hear past and future episodes, you can subscribe in iTunes, the Apple Podcast app, or any other podcast player you'd like. We'd love it if you could leave a rating and review the show. It helps us connect the show with more and more EHS professionals. Special thanks to Emily Gould, our podcast producer, and until next time, thanks for listening.